Hey, there's not much longer to bet on college football, so do it at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC and at Gators Breakdown, bringing you this preview of Florida, Missouri this week in Columbia, Missouri. Night game. Might be a little cold in Columbia, Missouri. Gators got to go and take on the number nine team in the college football playoff rankings in the eight and two Missouri team. We'll get into their schedule so far this year, what they're bringing to the table, you know, this opponent preview right here, and then a prediction later on in the episode as well. Key players, key stats to look out for with these Missouri Tigers. Everybody hit that like button. Subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet. Hey, smash that like button right here on YouTube. It really, really helps us out. Subscribe on YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, all that good stuff that really helps us, and it goes a long way in showing your support right here on Gators Breakdown. Of course, Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description to join. You get extra episodes, access to the Discord server. We have chats there as well newsletters, ad-free episodes, all that good stuff, Gators Breakdown Plus. And, of course, when I'm not here on the podcast, check me out, GatorsBreakdown.com, to keep you updated right there on Florida Gators football. So let's get into it. These Missouri Tigers, number nine in the country. Hammered Tennessee last week in Columbia. This marks the highest spot in Tigers history in the college football playoff spot. Moved up five spots. (laughs) <laughs> last week so it's uh three spots higher than their previous ranking so how did they get here let's go they didn't start the season off on the dominating by any fashion 35 to 10 win over south dakota to start the year then 23 to 19 over middle tennessee a 30 27 i believe that was a walk-off win versus kansas state memphis 34 27 then 38-21 versus Vanderbilt before they didn't suffer their first loss of the season to LSU, 49-39. 38-21 victory over Kentucky. Then a 34-12 win over South Carolina. Then they go into Athens a couple of weeks ago. Everybody was looking at that. Um, you know, see if Missouri could kind of get over it. Played Georgia tough last year. See if they could get over the uh, the hump this year, but not Georgia 30-21. I mean, Missouri's played them pretty much tougher than anybody else has this year except Auburn, uh, and this was in Athens. So then they turn right around and just put it on Tennessee last week, 36-7. to uh, So two losses have been in SEC play, LSU and Georgia, by a combined 19 points this year. Missouri – Man, really good team this year. Overall, you're a pretty experienced team. That that certainly lends itself uh, into them coming into this game with an eight and two record. So we will talk their offense first. So if you want to take a look at that and what they bring to the table on the offensive side, twenty six total offense in college football, fifth in the SEC at four hundred forty two. 
yards a game. Their scoring offense is 30th in the country, 6th in the conference with 32.8 points per game, basically 33 points a game there for Missouri. 64th rushing offense, but, oh, man, uh, we'll get into that. That's uh, that's picking up. <laughs> 64th in the country is Missouri, 7th in the SEC, 159.5, 159.5 yards a game. Passing offense is 22nd in the country, 5th in the SEC at 283, 10th uh, in, co- in the country. Passing efficiency there is Missouri. Um, so, hey, look, that's what you get right there with their Offense. So, let's take a look. Some key players, but this offense, they've changed the offense. And I know this is a big topic in Gator Nation right now. If Billy Napier needs an offensive coordinator and all the talk that goes along with that. Well, Missouri did that last year. Eli Drinkowitz went and hired Kirby Moore. That is Kellen Moore's brother. Hired him from Fresno State. Uh, big change for their offense. Last year, they were averaging 22 points a game, 369 total yards per game. That is up to 33 points per game this year and up to 444 yards per game now. So they increased in 11 points per game from last year and 75 yards a game. They ranked 31st in points per game, 26 in yards per game. This Missouri offense first thought, hey, look, they're just more explosive. And that's where it comes from. We talk about the, the importance of explosiveness in today's college football, and that's just basically what they are. They're more explosive. Of course, wide receiver lose the burden among the nation's best wide receivers. Been used primarily in the slot this year. And that's a big change in this Missouri offense. Uh, lining up in the slot about 85% of the time this year uh, compared to just 13% last season. So they have identified. I mean, we already knew the special talent he was, uh, but they find him, they found a new quote unquote new role for him this year. Thirteen percent the slot last year, eighty five percent this year. So they're just looking the ways to get the ball in his hands faster, and then let him do the rest. Um, he's a just an aggressive and designed play caller is more. Um, design is much more uh, aggressive with him. They pass the ball down the field, not much short passes. Uh, Moore has brought, you know, when they do pass short, it's a similar short game concept than what they've had. Uh, but now to go down the field, route combinations that have managed to free up Burden, uh, and then along with Nathaniel Pete, Theo Weiss Jr., Marquise Johnson, um, Moore does a great job of utilizing the players um, in, in their offense now, in their passing game now, uh, to either direct, directly benefit this receiver that catches it, um, by the route combination. So they'll send some guys down the field and somebody like Luther Burden in the slot right there in the middle of the field. Everybody else is down the field. He catches, breaks a tackle. He's off to the races. Uh, so that's what you look for now in their offense. A lot of motion. Uh, you see it here in this offense, most like you do Florida, that we'll use motion to kind of confuse the defense. Uh, but man, of course, if you got Burden, that's a distraction there. So him in the slot, you'll see him move around. Um, but yeah, you'll see it. Yeah, you'll see it. Uh, fake jet sweeps, screens there. I mean, you'll see some similarities uh, to the Florida offense as far as the motions, pre-snap, and all that stuff go. Uh, in terms of play calling, Moore's not, not really leaning on play action like Missouri did in the past. Only Brady Cook, their quarterback, 26.5% of his dropbacks drop feature play action. Uh, but 12% feature some sort of screen action. So um, 
He loves attacking the middle of the field. When you got a weapon like Burden, there you go. <laughs> You'll see that. Uh, of course, the big headline coming into this game, though, the Missouri running back Cody Schrader walk-on transfer from Truman State in Kirksville, Missouri, rushed for 205 yards last week versus Tennessee. Only two SEC players have rushed for more yards in a game this season. I'm going to repeat that. He had 205 yards versus Tennessee last week. Only two SEC players have rushed for more yards in a game this season. Want to guess those two? I'll give you about three seconds. There. That would be Ray Davis, 280 yards against Florida. That would be Jaden Daniels, 234 yards last week against Florida. So would Cody Schrader, what he did last week against Tennessee is only behind Ray Davis versus Florida and Jaden Daniels versus Florida. That's not looking too good for a Florida defense. <laughs> it's uh, got their hands full right here with Cody Schrader. He's already won a 10 to be finalist for the Burlesworth uh, Trophy, given to the nation's best player who began as a walk-on. Um, only player in SEC history with 200 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving in the same game. 205 rushing, 116 receiving versus Tennessee last week. Only 10 players in FBS history have done that. That's how special what he did last week was. Uh, 321 yards, all-purpose yards from scrimmage versus Tennessee. That's the most all-purpose yards for any FBS player this season in a single game. Schrader leads the SEC, 1,124 yards rushing. His 440 rushing yards in the fourth quarter of games this season is the nation's best. Got a couple fourth quarter stats. That's one of them right there. Something to look out for. When your defense is tired, watch out for Schrader. Of course, Brady Coe. Let's go to the quarterback. Um... Talked about kind of the change of the offense, how he fits in this offense too, but Sean Kurtz on YouTube. Hey, Sean, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to assume you might be a Missouri fan. You could be a Gator fan who knows this stat, but either way, on YouTube this week, sent me a great look at Brady Cook as a runner. 228 rushing yards on the season. 195 of that has come in the last four games. Cook hurt his knee earlier in the season. Not healthy enough to start using his legs until recently. So 195 of his 228 rushing yards have come in the last four games. Look, he's not Jaden Daniels. <laughs> but, of course, you've got the way Florida has just been attacking running quarterbacks the last couple of games. Here's another one that can hurt you with his legs. Something to watch out for besides the upgraded passing attack of Brady Cook. As I said, this passing offense right now, 22nd in the country. Fifth in the SEC, 283 yards a game. And then, of course, Luther Burton, let's go back to him. Season total of 984 receiving yards, ranks third in the SEC. 68 receptions, ranks second. Had a noteworthy start to the season with five consecutive 100-yard games. And, of course, is one of the top threats in the SEC. It's a hard matchup for Florida. Uh, there's they, This Missouri team is pretty balanced, in my opinion, what they've been able to do lately with 
the running game, the passing game. They got it going on. Skill players uh, outside. Hard matchup for this Florida defense, you know, given the good quarterback, the weapons at receiver, a bruiser, all-purpose running back uh, that's playing as good as anybody in the country right now. So even if you limit explosives in this game, given they have really good red zone offense, Missouri's going to score. Missouri's red zone offense leads the country. Leads the country in red zone efficiency, converting at 97.7%. 42 of 43. They've only not scored one time in the red zone. 43 trips in the red zone. 28 of those have been touchdowns. So I mentioned fourth quarter where Schrader gets going. Out of left field stat right here, Missouri ranks fourth in the country in fourth quarter scoring. 11 points a game. Traders probably be a big part of that. So if it's going to be a tight game going into the fourth quarter, that's what Florida has to go up against. Good thing for Missouri because their third quarter scoring is among the nation's worst. <laughs> 4.2 average in the in the third quarter. That's 109th in the country. So who a fourth quarter game. A tight game, if it's there, you got to lean. Look, Missouri's going to be at home. We know Florida struggles on the road, but stats show Missouri's a really good fourth-quarter team. Cody Schrader, running back from Missouri, gets going in the fourth quarter. Something to look out for. Something to look out for there. Hey, something else to look out for, your money. And if you're out there betting, well, if your money is on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win like my bookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use MyBookie for daily odds boost, same-game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Plus, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Just use promo code GATERS on your first deposit and receive up to $200 in cash. That's promo code GATERS to claim your own cash bonus now. Guys, look, if you want to bet on college football, there's not much longer to do it. Two regular season weekends, conference championship weekend, and then bowl games. It's time to get in on the action right now at MyBookie. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only at MyBookie. All right, let's pop the stats back up for a Missouri defense. And uh, okay, defense. They're 40th overall in the country. Fifth in the SEC, 344 yards a game. Their scoring defense is tied for 42nd in the country. Sixth in the SEC, only giving up 22.3 yard uh, points a game. Rushing defense. Here we go. And we know how much Billy Napier would love to run the ball. ETN get Johnson going. Might be tough this week. Rushing defense for Missouri's 20th in the country. Third in the SEC, only giving up 111 yards a game. Uh, pass defense, this might be where Florida needs to take advantage. 76 in the country is Missouri's pass defense. Ninth in the country, or ninth in the SEC, giving up 233.2 yards a game. Um, only They're tied for 98 in takeaways, only 11 takeaways this year. Um, that's eight interceptions there, so... You know, sacks per game, they're tied for 20th. Something you got to look out for, of course. Uh, We know how much Graham Mertz has been hit this year. Missouri getting to the quarterback, tied for 20th in the country. 2.8 sacks a game. 
fifth in the SEC. 28 sacks on the year. Uh, tackles for loss, and they're not a crazy havoc defense as far as tackles for loss go. Tied for 64th in the country. That's 10th in the SEC. 5.7 tackles for loss per game. 57 on the year. So, of course, you know, impressive against the run. That's the worry. You'd love to get the, the play-action game going, maybe get something going down the field. But right now, Missouri stopping the run. So last week, over Tennessee, the Tigers' defense pulled out a new wrinkle. Something they're going to use for the remainder of the year. That game, two games after that, this week versus Florida, next week versus Arkansas. Uh, and look, Tennessee brought in a really Really good rushing attack, and this Missouri defense just shut it completely down. They went to an odd man front and consisted of three down linemen instead of the normal four down front. And notice I said normal four down front. They put a wrinkle in this late in the season, and it paid dividends versus Tennessee last week. Caught Tennessee off guard. Tennessee's rushing attack was number three in the country at the time, limited to 83 yards on 23 carries. You got to go back. Florida's defense, pretty good job versus Tennessee earlier this year. Missouri, even better last week. Tennessee only had six explosive plays all game last week. That's the fewest the Tigers have allowed in a game all year. So they're coming off one of their best, if not best, defensive performance given who the opponent was. Missouri might just be peaking at the right time. I mean, played Georgia, no shame in losing to Georgia a couple of weeks ago. Playing really good football right now. And playing really good football up front on defense. They flashed that front at times throughout the season, but Drinkwitz said after last week's dominating performance, expect the odd man front to be something the defense keeps doing in the future. So there we go. Florida's got to look out for that odd man front. See how many times he's been pointing it out to you guys. Just look at it now. They've barely run it till last week. So look, when they play Florida, how many four down linemen do they have? How many times do they go down with four linemen versus three linemen? Something to look out for. So with that being said, this might be time to open up the passing game for Florida. I look, I know many have wanted to see it at, at times this year, uh, and this might be the game to open it up a bit more. Uh, maybe get like the South Carolina game, but this defense is much better. Uh, but hopefully we see something like that, uh, especially late fourth quarter uh, in that game if Florida's going to pull the upset here. Um, so I think you know it's been developed throughout this year. I think Florida's identified their playmakers. They've identified Pierce Saul, of course. No, no, no surprise there, but Wilson and Boardingham to go along with it. Maybe get Johnson and ETN involved in the passing game a bit more as well. Uh, but the worrisome part here now is if Will Mertz have time. Uh, Missouri's defense, as I said, tied for 20th in the country, about three sacks a game. So the passing offense has been better lately. But this one, it needs to be more consistent. And I think that's the, a lot of the issues of the consistency for Florida's passing game are the sacks and or at times Graham Mertz not getting rid of the ball. Uh, so sack numbers have to come down and don't help them. Let them earn the sack. So hopefully more consistent than last week. Don't need those lulls that we've seen in the passing game this year, can Florida keep up in explosives? Something I'm going to be looking out for, of course, as much as Missouri can use the explosive to their advantage. Uh, a couple key players 
few key players here from Missouri. Cornerback Chris Abrams drain is a semifinalist for the Bidneric and Thorpe Awards. Leads the SEC in 16 passes defended, 12 pass breakups. His four interceptions is a single-season best for the senior um, and second in the SEC, tied for ninth in the country with his four interceptions. Uh, one name, of course, we all know, go to the second level of this Missouri defense that is former Gator linebacker Tyron Hopper. He's one of 12 semifinalists for the Buckus Award. He's caused havoc on the field all season for Missouri, leading Missouri with 53 tackles, six for a loss, three sacks, six quarterback hurries, three pass breakups. Well, we'd love to have him right now at linebacker for Florida. As, Florida is, as thin as Florida is uh, there right now, Tyron Hopper making the best of it. I know he got hurt a little bit last week. Um, so we'll see, you know, how healthy he is, but I uh, haven't heard much as far as the injury front though. So expect to see Tyron Hopper a lot and well, hopefully not a lot on, on Saturday, but don't be surprised if you see and hear his name a lot. And then of course, defensive end Darius Robinson, he's turned into a dominant stretch, uh, up front from Missouri, logging a sack in six consecutive games for Missouri. Grad student from Detroit has a career best six and a half sacks this season, finishing the Tennessee game with two stops, a sack, quarterback hurry, and got his second SEC player of the week badge this week. So there you go. Missouri, 28 sacks on the year. Robinson has six and a half of them. So there you go. There you go. You look at Missouri on both sides of the ball. So that, of course, leads to a score prediction right here of Missouri 37, Florida 27. Uh, I got a 10-point win here for Missouri. I don't think Florida's going to be able to keep up. Uh, I think Missouri, their offense is clicking. Look at four of Florida's five wins came this year when holding teams under 24 points. That's not happening. (laughs) And that's not happening right now. Mizzou should get there pretty easy. Um, So this Florida defense, of course, I think this balanced attack of Missouri is really just going to, I mean, every, not every, but a lot of offenses are going to give Florida trouble right now. You know, how, you know, Florida right now on the defensive front scares me (laughs) when you go up against this Missouri rushing attack, and what's just been going on lately there with Schrader. Uh, Missouri's, uh, I'm, I'm afraid of what he'll do <laughs> on Saturday night. Uh, I think this one could, uh, I think Missouri will be, the way I see it playing out, 10-point win, they'll be in control of the game. I don't think they'll ever feel threatened. So, anyway, for Florida to pull the upset here, I think a lot of explosives in the passing game, some turnovers probably from Missouri, um, and you know, turnover margin this year for them. They're tied for 47th. Uh, as I said, they're not taking away the ball a ball a whole lot this year. So, you know, maybe they'll give the way. They'll give away. But Florida, of course, not fortunate in the turnover department this year. So definitely, definitely need some help from Missouri. Uh, but if the game plays out the way it looks like it should, would, could, I got to go with about a 37-27 Missouri victory. They're just balanced on offense. Brady Cook's playing well. 
uh, right now. Luther Burden, um, I don't know how Florida finds a matchup for him right now. Um, maybe limit the explosives for Missouri. Got a really good red zone offense, but maybe you can just make them settle for some field goals here. Uh, and that's your path to an upset. But hard to see it right now as well as Missouri is playing. Their only losses are LSU and Georgia, two of the better teams in the SEC. Going to be a tough ask to go to Columbia. In a way, game two, let's not forget, you know, Florida, as well as the offense played last week, the defense, of course, putrid last week. But, you know, I don't think Baton Rouge, besides the drive right before halftime, I don't think the crowd really got to Florida all that much, but we know the road issues under Billy Napier. So I wouldn't expect it to find itself against Missouri here this week. So 37-27 is my prediction for Missouri. All right, there we go. Hey, some of you have been asking for shorter episodes. Tried to get it out this week. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Shorter preview here, Florida, Missouri. And that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC and at Gators Breakdown. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.